Welcome to the next episode of the Couch Coaches. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you liked it, Drew. Shut up. That was good. That was um, good. Yeah, so welcome to the next episode of the Couch Coaches. We hope you've been keeping up with us and listening. We've been doing some fun things, and we have more fun things coming over the next couple of months. Now that it, I mean, I guess, quote unquote, it is the off season. I wouldn't agree with that, but what do I know, apparently? Um, but yeah, we're going to have some fun things to talk about tonight. Why don't you say hello to the people, Drew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey guys, what's going on? Hope you guys have been enjoying uh, the past 10 or 11 episodes, something like that. Um, listen, we appreciate it. Viewers are climbing weekly, so uh, so thank you guys for that. Uh, just super cool that anybody cares to listen to just two people banter about football. So, cool. I like it. You are right there, Drew? You seem a bit perturbed. Uh, no, no, I'm not fucking perturbed, really. I just... Uh, I don't know. I was scrolling through Facebook just now, and I saw the fucking article on uh, on Flacco not fucking talking to uh, uh, Lamar Jackson about uh, uh-huh, uh, you okay, know, yeah, and, and yeah. oh, he's not returning his text messages, and he's not returning his phone calls, and like fucking grow up, Joe Flacco, bro. Like, Yo, listen, shit's ridiculous. Him like, and Roethlisberger. What is it Yo, with those Ben's quarterbacks? The same way. What is it with those quarterbacks in the NFC, AFC North? Oh, Ben is the same way. The dude's like threatening to retire annually and then bitches when they draft a quarterback in the third round. Right, he's like, like I feel like we here. can get a player that would help us more now, but dude, every offseason over the past two, three, you're like, maybe I'll be back, maybe I won't. You're already being carried and... You know, and then you're like, well, you wasted a third round pick as my future. So Be, being carried—that's interesting. Let's let's sit on that for a second. <clears throat> yeah, all right, all right. So I I say being carried. It's not to say he's completely useless because he's not. He's still a decent quarterback. But you know, the past couple seasons, it takes him like half the season to get going. Like he starts off insanely slow. And I mean, they have arguably the best receiver and running back in football. So it's not like yeah. he's the star of that team. So. Could, I just don't think he could do it if he was by himself. Like, if Antonio got hurt, they didn't have Le'Veon, and they had, like, just a solid running back, and, like, Juju, as much as I love Juju, they're not the same offense. They're not putting up the same numbers. He's mm-hmm. behind the wheel, sleeping until week 10. So, I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but that's just how I personally feel. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think the conversation is different five years ago than it is right now. Right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. five years ago, he's the franchise of that football team, yeah. and without him, they're nothing. Um um uh I I think I think I agree. Um but let's just remember, right, when Le'Veon was out, uh they really didn't do that bad. You know, I mean they they did they played okay football. Yeah, uh, and that also, was that was kinda of pre Juju a little bit too, right? It so was I mean, pre-juju. So, you know, they had a um they still had some they still had a really good football team. You know what I mean? Uh you know, Antonio Brown's just one of those guys that you can triple team him and he's still going to come down with a football. So, I mean, I get that, right? I get that. Arguably the best wide receiver in, in, mm-hmm. the, in the NFL. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, he's probably my first guy, you know. And, um, you know, I, I just – yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I could, I could see that, though. Here's the thing. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say if you put Tyrod Taylor in that system, do they get dramatically worse? My answer would be no. Maybe because of play style, but just from drop-off, I agree with you because – Landry Jones stepped in when oh. Roethlisberger missed a couple games. And yes, there was a drop-off, but it wasn't as insane when Big Ben was in because he was still playing slow. You know what I mean? He was still getting hit. He couldn't move. He was having turnovers. And so was it that huge of a drop-off? No. My bigger question is if Antonio Brown got hurt, if Le'Veon was suspended four games again and he didn't have those weapons, I think that offense is pretty much stagnant. You know what I mean? Because uh-huh. I don't think Big Ben could will drives down the field anymore like he used to yeah uh i could agree with that 
I could agree with that. And honestly, I think with Big Ben, it might be more of a mental thing than it is physical ability. Um, I don't know. Have you seen that gut lately? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, He's hitting those beers like you do. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. Again, I, the more I think about it again, the more I can plug a quarterback into that system and I think have success. Tyrod Taylor is the first name that just comes to mind mm. because – Listen, uh, frankly, I like Tyrod Taylor. I like Tyrod Taylor in uh, in Cleveland. Honestly, I, I think I don't know. Listen, I don't know if it's if it's game seven and they're not doing great. If we're not seeing Baker Mayfield, right? Yeah. Um, or sooner, but um, <clears throat> but I don't think we should. I think Tyrod Taylor, from a completion percentage guy, I mean, I think he's a pretty accurate guy in the pocket. Um, I think he can do that and and be mobile simultaneously. Frankly, I think he, I, I can make the case that he does it as well as Cam Newton does. Without the size. Okay. I can make that case. Um, But Cam Newton was just in a much better position, right, Uh, offensively. And and listen, I'm not saying Tyrod didn't have weapons in Buffalo. Uh, He had a great defense. Uh, But, you know, I I just – humble guy, though. Really like his attitude. But I think if you put him in Pittsburgh system right now, tomorrow, I I honestly don't think they win or lose any more games. I really don't. So so what I'm saying is I see where you're coming from, and I could agree to an extent. I mean, like like we already established. Like, if we were talking about Big Ben five years from now, no. Like, those players could go down. They could be suspended. He could still drive that offense. I just don't think that's the case anymore. And to sit there and bitch that your team, who has to prepare for the future since you're always saying, oh, I don't know if I'll be back, and only uses a third-round pick on a similar-type quarterback, listen, I understand. There's players, no matter the position, that people come in at the same position, they're willing to help. Some aren't. Favre wasn't really willing to help Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? And that's okay. But don't go out and then bitch because your team is preparing for the future. They're not kicking you out the door, okay? Just to be safe, you know, and don't bitch about it. If you don't like it, then don't help the guy. But don't sit there and bitch about him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think think what's interesting when you make the Favre comparison – and listen, I I am by no means going to sit here and compare Brett Favre to Ben Roethlisberger. Right, I no. mean, we're not even talking the same scale necessarily, right? Um, but but here's what I will say: I'll say when you draft a quarterback 24th overall, which the Packers did, mm-hmm. right, in an 06 with uh, with Aaron, okay, and you have Brett still in press conferences, right? I distinctly remember, right, having the conversation of, hey, you know, are, are you really mentoring Aaron, right? And he said, listen. My job is not to mentor Aaron, okay? Aaron's doing just fine. My job is to win a team football games. That's what I get paid to do week in and week out. I get paid to go out there, leave everything I got on the field, and win a team football games. That's all Ben had to say, and we're not having this conversation. No, we're not. I'm not having this conversation. Absolutely not. I'm out. I mean, the same thing with Joe Flacco. Like, maybe he didn't come out and say anything, but if the reports are true that he's ignoring, you know, being in contact with the rookie, I mean – the way I see it is like any player at any position, if you, you're in a position where you could be replaced, it's your own fault. You know what I mean? Step up, play better, okay? And if you're not getting it done, don't piss and whine or even neglect a person just because they're taking the necessary steps to maybe fix that problem. Yeah. If yeah. anything, let it motivate you and fucking have a great year. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you know what? You're not having this conversation next season. But... You know, right. don't get all pissy about it, complain about it, and then, you know, be like, well, I don't know why, you know, they feel this way or they're doing this. Well, it's obviously for a reason. Yeah, you know, look in the mirror. They just cut Des Bryant in Dallas. 
because of that Sam Bittler situation, he had a drop off if he wasn't hurt and his production wasn't there. And they love the guy, they love the passion. He's yeah. always going to be a Cowboys yeah, yeah. guy. But you got, <clears throat> you know, you. I mean, we've had we've had so many we've had so many teams see do the similar things, yeah. right? I mean, uh, it's a part it's, of the game. Yeah, yeah, it's that's exactly it. It's just part of the game, right? It's just part of the game. Brandon Cooks in New England, they thought they can get along with just fine with him. He had great production last season, but not the production they needed from the number one guy. Got a great offer for him, he's gone. Yeah. That's it. Well, Jordy Nelson, Green Bay, I mean, he's, he's gone. New England does you know? it all the time. Uh, with with, I mean, there, there's just so many examples. With loved players in New England, you constantly yeah. see it in New England. Right. You know what I mean? They either get old or the production drops off, and before it gets too late, New England's like, see Hell, Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. You know, like, it's all over the he NFL. Was, he was the one that led them to their first playoff game in over a decade, and they're like, okay, well, you did that, but we're going to move on. You know right. what I mean? I mean, this shit's crazy, man. It's just the NFL. Big Ben, it's the NFL. Grow up, man. Joe. NFL, grow up. Just is what it is. Play better. Joe Flacco, don't win a Super Bowl and then let your city down for years. Yeah. Okay? That's on you, brother. Not on me. It's not on the general manager, right? Okay? It's players' jobs to play, coaches' jobs coaches' jobs to coach, okay? And personnel people's job to make personnel decisions. Okay? I, so go win football games and we're not having this conversation. I do feel like Flacco has a little bit more to worry about because if I have to, oh, yeah, if I have to describe Flacco's whole career in like a word, it would be, eh. Like, mm-hmm. you know... Other than the yeah, one yeah. postseason where they tried to make a Super Bowl run, and he was impressive in that postseason, I'm just not impressed with Joe Flacco. You know what I mean? Ben Roethlisberger at least has Super Bowls under his belt. Oh Multiple yeah. playoff appearances, stuff like well, that. Well, Flacco's a Super Bowl too. But I mean, but 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 at the end of the day, right? I mean, Big Ben is is listen. Big Ben's not going anywhere, right? He's not going anywhere in Pittsburgh. It's very hard to understand to think. The, the third round quarterback is going to beat him out next season for a job. Oh or no, something. not next season, absolutely right? Not. not even the following season. If Big, ben, if Big Ben wants to stay around, unless he retires, I mean, yeah, unless he retires, right? I mean, they're going to stick with him because the fact of the matter is he's a good quarterback in the NFL. And, and like the Falcons GM has said time and time again, right? The hunt for a good quarterback is going to consume you until you find one, right? So so they are so they are all consumed in Ben Roethlisberger as they should be. They use one of the championships, right? I mean, hell, if New York has stuck with Eli for this long, after what I would consider his abysmal performance, after coach after coach after coach, I mean, Tom Coughlin towards the end of his career couldn't. You know, that's when obviously Eli started falling off. You get Ben McAdoo in, he can't do anything with him. And I mean, we've get we got quarterback coaches right in there, can't do anything with the guy, and he's still there. Ben is safe forever. Ben right? is safe. I mean, seriously. Forever. I mean, I mean, Juju's gonna carry that team like he always does. Oh, get out! <laughs> of here. You're the no, no I just love Juju. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. It really yeah. is. Um, so we want to talk about next. We didn't we didn't plan this podcast at all. So uh, I'm no, trying I mean, to, which which is rare for us, by the way. We usually do get a couple topics we want to talk about. Yeah. We do try to shoot from the hip as much as possible because, listen, at the end of the day. I mean, this is all about just us talking about football and, and you guys hopefully I mean, enjoying it a little bit. That's where the passion bit, comes so. from. It's, I mean, you, you play football. You have to play with passion. And when I talk football, I'm talking with passion. Yeah, And for you sure. get that best when you're shooting at the hip. Yes, we normally have a couple topics, have some kind of like general guideline, and we go with that. We're still spitballing. But, I mean, we're trying this episode completely off the top of the dome. So we're going to see how this goes. Um so all right, we we kind of got into this. I wanted to get that off my chest. I just wanted to rant about that somewhat. Um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So let's. Um, so it's the off season. Uh, shit, the draft is over. We have a couple weeks before training camp start or anything like that. We won't. We'll have injury news and players and stuff like that then. 
Um, but we kind of in a little bit of a low, so we're going to have some fun over the next couple of weeks. We're going to do some position rankings. Um, Excited for that. Yeah, we're going to try some do some segments. We're going to kick off maybe our all-pro teams personally. We'll see Ooh, how that goes. Okay. Um, and we're probably going to do some more of the division breakdowns. I think we're going to have some guests on, too. Guests yeah. on oh, this coming week, a couple yeah. of them, so we, it's going to we be good. We were talking about that. We were spinning around that idea. Um, so be make sure we're uh, going to look out for that. We're probably going to try to have a guest on for this weekend. Who boy. Because um, we're going to have an episode up. coming out for this weekend. We're going to record another episode. So be on the lookout for that. Um, if you guys are interested, you know, and we're able to do it, I mean... We'll gladly have some of yous on for a future episode, so make sure yeah, you hit us out. up. We would love to have that. We love getting other fans and hearing how you know how, how their opinions on these things are themselves. Yeah, yeah. The only thing you have to be open to, right? Unless this, this is what it is. Uh, the only thing you have to be open to is if we just if we don't agree with you, okay? We are not gonna say. Well, I mean, I guess it could. We're just gonna say, listen, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, and, and we expect uh, the same thing. And yeah, right. We expect the same candor in return, right? Because again, this is just a, we're just we're just passionate people talking about a game that's awesome and it's changed people's lives forever. Unfortunately, it hasn't changed our lives. Not um, yet. Not yet. Not, ooh, not yet. I like it. I like it. But um, but no, yeah, yeah. Seriously. So uh, so yeah, if you want to be on, just uh, and let I us think know. we're also planning on going out and hitting the streets a little bit and getting some one-on-ones yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. some yeah. promotional For events sure. out there For during sure. the summer. Dropped, uh, I dropped the ball uh, last week. Uh, spent some time in Houston. Uh, did not interview any Houstoners uh, on some football, you really but I did. The ball then, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did have a chance to to to, uh, to attend not a not a basketball uh, uh, podcast here, but I did have a chance to, to attend the Rockets game five. Yeah, you piece of shit. Uh, when uh, when they beat out the Jazz, so uh, man, Houston just went freaking nuts, man. Awesome game, lifetime experience. It's cool. Oh. Uh, but yeah, no, we're gonna we're gonna try to get some stuff going on for the summer. That should be exciting. Mm-hmm. Get some promotional items going on. Um, but yeah, it should be a lot of fun. It's actually I forgot to tell you the other day, Drew. I had a fan call me because he started listening to the podcast that we were doing on the whole Matt Ryan contract extension, mm-hmm. right? And he said he started listening to it and then stopped because we don't know what we're talking about, right? And then what? when he was calling me, we went over like some of the stuff we were talking about, and he's like, oh, okay, maybe I should have listened to the whole thing. I'm like, maybe go back and listen to it. But he like got a couple minutes into it, and because he thought he knew where we were going with it, just totally dismissed it and had to bitch at me. Interesting. Yeah. What, what did he bitch about? I, I'm the g- fact that we don't I'm think didn't Kirk Cousins did enough to deserve that type of contract. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah. I agree. So uh, and that's it. We we were like we were saying like it's not necessarily whether he deserved anything. It's just that he did less than Matt Ryan, and we were arguing whether Matt Ryan kind of deserved that contract. You right. know what I mean, and we were comparing them, but also like future contracts. <clears throat> and he's like, "Oh, okay, maybe I'll go back and listen to it." But like off those first couple of minutes, he's like, "Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback." You know, that, but that's 4, just 000. it. Right, right. I agree with him. I agree with him. I agree with him. Listener, listen. If you're listening here, my man. First of all, number one, for real, thank you so much for listening. Appreciate you. And thanks for reaching out when you had an indifference of opinion because that's what this is all about. That's what we want. Yeah, it's an opinionated podcast, right? But here's the thing. At the end of the day, I agree with you. Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback that got great quarterback money. That just is what it is. I mean, listen, okay, great for the Vikings, right? If they want to spend that money on them and guarantee it all day, man, that's fine, okay? But I I just, again, I don't see it. That being said, again, I know we talked about this a million times. I'm not going to stay on this forever, but he's probably one of the best quarterbacks to hit the free agent market in a long time. Statistically. You know what I mean? Sure. Because we were talking accomplishments before in that episode, and he's like, yeah, accomplishments, but, you know, constantly 4,000 yards. I'm like, yeah, but... And I read off some of the statistics you did during that episode. You know what I mean? I don't care if you're constantly 4,000 yards. So... If you're not you know, winning fucking football games, I don't want you as a quarterback. That was fun. Throw for 7,000 yards. That was don't fun. give a shit. Like you said, even though it was, like, disagreeing with us, I was glad he reached out. Like, I'm yeah. like, okay, this is fun. Yeah, it's awesome. So, 
I still don't agree with you, listener, but yeah, appreciate yeah. you reaching we still, out. We'll, we'll keep you anonymous unless you want to come on the show and like tell us how <laughs> dumb we are. But um, yeah, no, we, we enjoy that. We want that. We want more of that. So guys, please get in contact with us. Stay in contact with us. We hope you're enjoying the podcast. Um, so Drew, I was thinking, do you want to do, we're going to pick a random position. Do you want to do our top fives? Uh, is that some, yeah, some, some, like something that interests you? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm down. Okay. I'm down. Right, so we're going to pick a random position. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to do our top five each opinionated. Ooh. Um, okay. and we're going to do it from top current five. play, current play playing right now. Okay. So if I'm building a team today to win a football game, yeah, it's not, okay. you know, just your top five receivers. Um, like I said, maybe you'll go strictly off of like this past season. That's okay. fine. Maybe someone had a down year this past season, but two years ago tore it up, and you still think they play at that level? Okay, that's fine too. Oh, All right, so we're gonna work. It. We're gonna work five to one. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Five to one. I yeah. like it. Okay. And Let's do it. We'll alternate. Do you want to pick the position or should I? Did you say wide receiver? I did not say wide receiver, but obviously that's what you want to do. No, Let's I, do wide I, you receiver. did you say wide receiver as an example, but that's did fine. I? Oh, okay, yeah. Let's Whatever. Do but I don't care. Do right, you want to do wide receiver? Want, yeah. Do you want to start it off or should I? So am I starting? We're both doing fifth. Five. Fifth. Five. Okay. Four. Four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um. Yeah, I'll rock and roll. All right, let's go. Uh, number five. Man, going backwards sucks. Yeah, you know? I know. Going backwards is hard. Because you know who you want at the top. Like, Yeah, yeah, the top is easy. Going backwards at five. Oh, shit. Um, five, I'm going Mike Evans. Mike Evans, okay, <clears throat> okay. Why? You know, I, I think that um, – I think Mike Evans has had the opportunity, okay – to do a lot with with not incredibly a lot, and the other thing is too, right? The respect I have for Mike Evans, right? So coming out of uh, he's an Aggie, right? Coming out Absolute of Texas, giggle. Texas A and M. So so coming My out of kind of coming out of the A and M, um, and now listen, he got a lot of publicity coming out of A and M, right? Because he was there for the Manziel era, yeah. Right? Who you love? Um, yeah, I love Johnny, no doubt. Um, again, most dynamic, in my opinion, most dynamic college football player will ever see play. Which remind me, because I have an argument for that. Then Go ahead. I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, the only argument I'll hear is Baker and Tebow. So nope. Um, Oh, Jesus Christ. This is a total joke, then. But anyway, um, yeah, yeah, so I'm going to take Mike Evans. I think his production has been incredible. He has been incredible. And, uh, I mean, he had Vincent Jackson right yeah. there. And uh, uh, obviously Vincent Jackson ended his career, you know, so he didn't get a lot of great Vincent Jackson. Um, or hasn't gotten a lot of great Vincent Jackson. But I think that, that Mike Evans came in, quickly established himself as a number one guy for Jameis Winston. Um, frankly, I'm not a big Jameis Winston guy. Uh, you know, I think he's a good quarterback. Okay, he's again, good, good quarterback, know. not great. I don't. I think his ceiling is low. Personally, I think his ceiling is low. I think his football IQ is what limits him, and I don't feel like he has the adaptive ability to learn a much different style of offense than he has right now. All which right. I don't think he has to do, but I think as the game evolves, right, that I think he's going to be required to make some changes in his play that I don't know that they're going to request him that I don't know he can do. So, um, so yeah, Mike <laughs> Evans is my fifth guy. Okay, all right. I mean. I like Mike Evans obviously a lot coming out of the alma mater, Gigum, um, and I I I love him. I but I have him right outside the top five. Him and my boy Jarvis Landry, I love him right outside the top five. Okay. So with number cool. five, and I know this might be unpopular, but again, this is my own personal rankings. I'm going OBJ. Wow. Odell Beckham Jr. Fuck. Five. Because five. I'm not arguing his Dude. talent level. His talent level, if we were strictly off talent, you know, I'm putting the him there fuck? at three. I'm probably putting him there at three. Still, top three. Dude, but Jesus. His, his attitude bothers cool me so much. 
Okay, his attitude bothers me oh, so much. Oh, hold on, are we are we drafting based on attitude well, now? We're, we're basing it off top five receivers. Period. Like obviously okay. the talent is the main part of it, right. but I'm looking at the top five receivers and I'm looking at the other four I have ahead of them, and I'm like, I take them. Talent wow. and not having to deal with bullshit because I'm gonna have to deal with it if he's part of my team. Wow, you know what I mean? And I mean, listen, no one's gonna take away the crazy catches he makes. No one's gonna take away OBJ how he gets open. Five, fuck. But all right, go on. Sorry. Yeah, no. Personally, I have him at five. I'm not gonna argue his. I'm talent. super interested to see who you have. Who? What four receivers you could possibly yeah. have above OBJ? Yeah, and I could see when I when we get to number four, my four and four and OD, OBJ being switched. But because of the attitude, I'm putting OBJ at five. My top three that he's not in, I think, are better receivers. Um, okay. So we'll see what we get there. I'm sorry, Giants fans, but you know, I like I like OBJ's play. If I could get him without, you could have a positive attitude. You could have attitude without causing distractions and commotion and stuff like that. So for that, he's not out of my top five. I didn't put Mike Evans or Jarvis Landry, even though I love them more than OBJ in front of him. Wow. But okay. he's at number five. You know, my mine. You, 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 that's your number five. Yeah, it's my number five. So I'm going number four. Yeah. My my number four. I want to put a uh, fuck. You know, I want to put, put a fuck. I want to put. I want to put a sleeper in at number four. I really, really do. Well, I was going to say you don't. can if you if you feel like I love this player so much. I think they're already like right there, and you're like the potential that they could be in there next year. I mean, that's allowed. That's your own personal ranking. You know. I, you know who I would love to put at number four? That that uh, who you would love or who you are? Ah, fuck, dude. I, I want to put somebody at number. Okay, so my safe pick at number four, uh, for me personally, is probably AJ Green. Okay. That's my safe pick. Okay? okay, but I'm not going with my safe pick. Okay. I'm going with my wild card. You threw a wild card at OBJ at five, so I have to counter that. <laughs> and I'm going with number four. I probably sh- if I put this person at four, I, sh- I would have put him at five instead of Mike Evans. If I knew you were going to do some crazy shit, so my crazy shit is Ty Hilton. Okay, I. I mean, top so, five, though? Check it out. Check it out. T.Y. Hilton. Okay, let me ask you this. Here, here's my T. decider. Y. Here's my decider question. I'm going to ask you this question, and we can answer it. Here's my deciding factor on this. If we had a healthy Andrew Luck for the past two seasons, mm-hmm. what are we saying about T.Y. Hilton right now? That I still love him, but he's not a top five receiver. You still don't think he's a top I five receiver with a healthy a Andrew Luck? He's definitely – he's easily, easily top ten. Not even going to try to argue that. But I think he still floats around that six to eight range, even with a healthy Andrew Luck. Mm. Here's the only reason why I would. The only reason why I would argue, okay, is because when Andrew Luck and the Indianapolis Colts had success, the only name you can relate that success to was T.Y. Hill. Absolutely. The only guy. They had no running game. They had no defense. They have a horrible GM. Sorry, but they have a ter- they have terrible ownership. They have terrible ownership. Okay, uh, historically, literally, Google it. This isn't me. Uh, I should probably Google it before I tell you that. But but seriously, Google it. They've got to be top five worst managed teams in the NFL. Redskins probably top three. Cleveland. Okay, but but listen, they're top five worst managed teams in the NFL. All I'm saying is when when I look at a ceiling for a player, man. All I know is T.Y. Hilton did some magical things with nothing. With you knew when Andrew Luck snapped the ball, he was looking for T.Y. Hilton was his first, second, and third read, and then went tight end receiver two. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they, that, they have like that's no what I'm saying. one. It's easy just to go to – I'm not taking anything away from T.Y. because I like T.Y. Do I think he could have a season where he's a top three a season or a top five? Yes. But do I think he's the kind that he's going to be consistently in the top five because that's the kind of player he is? No. I put him at the six to eight range. I do like Ty, but 
Okay. Fair enough. Again, I mean, AJ Green was my safe pick. Ty was my wild card. And you're entitled to your opinion. And you're entitled to be wrong. It's okay. I mean, I I know you're used to it when we talk, but you know, let's move on. <laughs> oh, so for I'm going to go with who your safe pick was. I'm taking AJ Green. Okay. My my only problem with AJ Green at all <laughs> is compared to my top three, he he lacks just a little bit as much as the playmaking and explosive potential as my top three, and he's a little less consistent. But who does he have thrown to him? He has Andy Dalton throwing to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? No question. And I mean, he's came out first couple seasons, had good seasons, but he's his plays dramatically dropped off. And I mean, but there's times AJ will be double teamed, triple teamed. It's the only guy that that's healthy that Red Rifle's willing to throw to. And right. sometimes he still comes down with it. So I'm giving my love to AJ Green. I feel like he's overlooked a lot because you have the bigger, flashier names that do it every year. But I feel sure. like if he had the quarterback that some of them do, be you know in that same conversation so aj green love you man you're the only cons- you know consistently healthy and reliable option on that offense oh without question agreed i mean don't get me wrong i love giovanni bernard loved him since he came out but he's hurt sometimes i don't think he's gotten a fair shake i like tyler eifert but he's always hurt so aj green you're the man on that offense tear it up cool awesome man awesome i feel really bad that i'm gonna leave someone who i love out of my top three. Obviously, you don't love him. Then. <clears throat> you know, but I can't. <laughs> but I just, I just can't. Um, yeah, listen. Uh, shit. You know, my number three. Damn. Yeah, uh, OBJ. It's got to be OBJ. I mean, I've got to put him in the conversation. Yeah, if I can. Yeah, I mean, it, it's got to be, it's got to be Odell. Um, Ah, fuck. See, this is why I wouldn't put I wouldn't put Dez in it like two years ago. You know what I mean? I would like, almost rather you know. Fuck. Is it is my is my three Odell Beckham? I just bitched at you for giving him five, and I'm literally considering him taking completely out of my top five at all. <laughs> I, was gonna, um, I was gonna say from pure talent, <coughs> I, I think it's insane to have him out of your top five. You know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah. Because yeah. I feel like you lose a lot of credibility if you come up with something. Oh, 100 like percent. But because of the, the other stuff, I put him at five. Yeah, again, from a talent perspective, if I'm building a team, OBJ is three, for sure. No question. I mean, I mean, look at the fucking tape. I don't have to talk about anything or justify a damn thing. I mean, uh, arguably right now in the NFL, I would say that he is probably the number one freak raw talent uh, that we have in the game right now. I can't argue that. I mean, he really is. Nothing against Antonio Brown, seriously. Nothing against Julio Jones. Nothing against DeAndre Hopkins. But uh, who DeAndre Hopkins was the guy, by the way, that I'm, I don't want to leave out of the top five. Um but, uh, but yeah, man, it's got to be OBJ. It's got to be. So, OBJ at number three? OBJ at three. Okay. So, year three, man, uh, number three, I kind of toss back and forth who I have at two and who I have at three. But number three, because of consistent re- reasons, though not of his own fault, I'm going DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins, not mad about I it. think, is overlooked. I mean, I'd he has a weird, rare size of speed and height like Julio Jones, okay? Thing is, up until maybe this past season, and even then, you know, we, we need more tape to watch. We need more games to watch. But I think he's finally gotten his quarterback into Sean Watson. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to see those numbers go back up. But based off of pure talent, what he's already shown he can do with a competent quarterback and what I expect going forward with Deshaun Watson, I think... You know, DeAndre Hopkins is your third best receiver, You, which I would allow the argument for number two in the NFL. Wow. Really? DeAndre Hopkins, man. Okay. Dude, other than my top two receivers, like I said, I could switch him at number two. You know, I can't see anyone from a pure talent, athleticism, what they bring to the game – 
you know, that is going to put up the same numbers or better numbers if they were sharing the same kind of quarterback. Yeah, I mean, if, if you look at the, uh, you know, if you look at the quarterbacks that uh, that he's had throwing to him, right, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, just to name a few, okay, you've had, what, Ryan, uh, Ryan Mallett Tom at Savage. one point. Uh, Tom Savage, you know uh, TJ Yates, frickin', <laughs> Brian uh, Boyer. Right, yeah, right. Uh, I mean, like you've had, you've had like no, Osweiler, oh, Brandon Whedon. Don't even get Brandon me started. Whedon, like that's uh, what I'm saying. Like you've had no one throwing to the guy. Not since Matt Schaub. Not not since Matt Schaub. Not since Matt Schaub. And that was what? and Matt Schaub was only good in Houston. Yeah, and I think that was only what maybe Hopkins' rookie season. Yeah, you know. So, I mean, I think it's there. He's shown it's there with competent quarterbacks, even with some incompetent quarterbacks. Yeah, um, agreed. That's a good pick. I could pick. I, I feel could get like Deshaun it. Watson, limited. I'm not ready to fully jump the gun, but Deshaun Watson looks like he knows what he's doing. We're going to have to see how he does this year. But I think talent-wise, and as long as he has a decent quarterback, I think he's an easy <clears throat> top three receiver. I'd agree. I'd agree. I would agree. Um, well, now you put yourself in a predicament, didn't you? No, I mean, I have, I have a, I guess I have a pretty clear cut two and one. Really? Um, I think so. All right. um, my number two. This is this is semi challenging for me, frankly, it really is. But my number two is going to be uh, Julio Jones. Okay. Um, my number two is going to be Julio Jones because, you know, when we talk about a guy that's consistent, you know, a guy that can make all the catches on the field. And a real total package guy, you know, a jump ball guy, good route runner. He can hit the back. He can hit the back shoulder. I mean, you know, he he's got such just tremendous size, tremendous size, and just just really freakish athleticism. Uh, and it's not and, like it's just raw potential. He can route run. You know? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, he at times is the offense. The only thing I don't like about Julio Jones is he goes cold, and he can't go cold. Do you know what I mean? Like, they can't afford that to happen. Like, Atlanta cannot afford Julio Jones to black out a game uh, and them to have an, they, them to have the opportunity to, uh, to compete in that game. And, and that's the problem. If you look at production for the Atlanta Falcons and you look at games where Julio Jones was irrelevant, okay, they lost every single one. Almost every single game when Julio Jones was held to two or less catches and like ridiculous numbers, right? And that's the, but that to me just solidifies him more as that top two receiver that he's so impactful to your football team that if he can't get going, like that's it. You're basically out of the game if you can't get that guy fired up. And listen, and we're talking about an Atlanta Falcons team who arguably had the best one two punch at running back in the NFL. And uh, at one point at least, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think that. I think that just is a lot for the receiver, so I'm taking Julio number two. All right. I mean, I can't argue with that. I don't know if it's so much as Julio, and I'm going to elaborate on this a little bit more because Julio's my number two. I mean, I mean, he was the one that I feel like I could switch with DeAndre Hopkins two, three, because they're pretty close, but I did get Julio number two because even though no fault to, you know, um, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, he's had a more consistent quarterback, a higher-level quarterback. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And Matt Ryan. So, yes, he does have small stretches, you know, where he goes cold. But I don't think that's so much as him going cold as it is, you know, the defense is targeting him, forcing mm-hmm. the, you know, the Atlanta offense to go a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, that Matt Ryan's level play, because that's been very inconsistent the past couple of seasons. One season he's on, the next season he's kind of down, and then he's back the next season. So, 
I mean, I, I don't know if I'm putting so much on that as Julio Jones. It will be interesting to see that the addition of Calvin Ridley, that if that makes the defense not put so much pressure on him, and if that helps Julio Jones, or if they still target Julio and Calvin Ridley has the better, bigger year because of it. Um, but, uh, no, I like Julio Jones. I think he is the number two guy. Um, I do find it interesting, though. That means my number three, DeAndre Hopkins, isn't even in your top five. No, like I said, that's what I said. I said, I said it's a shame. Um, <clears throat> I really do. But um, so we're number one, right? Our number so, one, I'm assuming we have the same guy. Because be. I think it would be, be an insane stretch. I'm never doing this fucking podcast with you again if, if you have anybody the together guy. than the fucking guy All right, I'm about so to say. count of three. One, two, <clears> three. three. Antonio, Antonio Brown. Brown. Okay. Listen. Yeah. Yeah, no question, right? I mean, because like you just said, okay, like you literally just said that when you talk about um, when you talk a guy that gets targeted, okay, and, and and from a defensive percent standpoint, okay, and you've got a corner on him and you've got a safety, and sometimes you just got a safety fucking over top on him too. Like I mean, you're just tripling this dude almost. Here's what the difference is between Julio Jones and Antonio Brown. When you double Julio Jones. He can drop a pass. He can get flustered. He can get off route, okay? You can triple Antonio Brown, a guy that's half the size, not literally half the size, obviously, but smaller, substantially smaller than Julio Jones, right? And you can do the same thing to him, okay? And this guy, his ability to run a route like no other, dude. It's like a fucking sketchbook, dude. It's insane. It's insane. What this dude can do from a route running perspective. And his hands. Oh my god. And, that, and that's what everybody, you know, nobody gives him enough credit for this. Frankly, listen, nobody talks about route running, route ability at all, whatsoever. Okay? Which I think is retarded because I But think this it's so guy, boring. this guy, okay, it's like he memorizes a route. He knows his hitch point. He knows his pivot. He knows where the defender is at all times. He knows if they have help over the top. Like this dude's field awareness is through the roof. Of any wide receiver in the NFL that I've ever fucking seen, okay? It's his ability to do those things. It's the schematic difference. But listen, here's the thing. Throughout his entire career, it had to be the difference. That's, that, that is why we're having this conversation to him, number one. Because here's the thing. In my opinion, if Odell Beckham had that same ability, he's number one without question, arguably going to go down as the greatest receiver of all time, okay? But he's not. And he doesn't have the ability to do what Antonio Brown does from a route running perspective, from an all hands player perspective, um, from just a raw awareness of where the defender is perspective. I mean, how many how many game highlight films have we watched, right? That we've seen Antonio Brown take a catch before he even pivots his hip, ducks to hit a defender over top of him and go an extra five six yards before he gets tackled, well, seventy yards. I mean, it, for his ability to do that is fucking nuts. Even last season, I mean, I don't I don't like the name of it, but then you talking about the immaculate stretch where he has enough awareness to catch the ball down in that game, short of the goal line, and while being tackled, reach across the goal line knowing he's right there to take the lead. You know what I mean? Dude, you know, not nuts, many man. receivers are that aware of their surroundings. So you were talking about like he knows the coverage, the route he has to run, how many yards before he breaks. You know where his quarterback tendency he like that they like to throw it. And you know if the defense after the ball snapped, you know shows something different, how to alter it. You know what I mean? He takes such awareness into his game, nuts. and even stuff like that. It's like 
you add the route running, he has good speed, you know, you add the hands, how he studies the game and prepares for it, and then no no problems off the field, he's a leader on the field, you know? Yep. He is he is very close to the perfect package yeah. you could ever dream of. For sure, for sure. And that's what I respect about him and Julio the same, honestly. Pretty respectful people. Um, they do some trash talk, obviously, right? They're well, yeah. good receivers. I, mean, They're I feel like you need to. Um, but here's the deal. What's... Uh, what's separate again the other thing with Antonio Brown too I mean there have been scenarios where Antonio Brown has literally told a DB the route that he's about to run okay and still gotten the better of him because the deal is like he's just he's just that good and you know that is what is just so nuts to me I mean again a freakish talent from an awareness perspective and his ability to just to just capture a route like no other I mean is the hands down number one guy and I don't foresee it being dethroned frankly you know so that's that but no, yeah, yeah and I, that's why, I, I mean, like I said, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe you vote him not in your number one, which I think is crazy, but all right, I can I can see it, but... I can't see it. You know, Call well, me. like we said, if, if there was no way he was both our number one, he wasn't in the top five, it would have been like, shoot me now, you find a different host. Yeah, I'm fucking done this I'm podcast, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just a quick topic on this. Maybe, you know, if, if the fans like this, we like it. We'll continue doing this in further podcasts, you know, in the season and stuff like that next year. Um, quick question, though. Do you see any of the rookie receivers or maybe rookie receivers from last year still coming into the league? Maybe one day hitting the top five in the next season or two. <clears throat> hmm. Hmm. I know. I know we're spitballing this. I kind of caught you You know, I, I don't think... I don't think so, no. And and because of because of the fact, if you look at where a lot of those rock star receivers have landed, okay, I don't know that we have a I'm just I'm trying to think to last year specifically, but I don't think we have a receiver that was that dynamic of a player that was taken in an offense that doesn't already have a pretty established chemistry with a number one guy. So that's the only reason why I would say no. And the reason, again, because think about it. We haven't had a all-star number one receiver go to uh, the Jags. You know, I mean, in the past two seasons, right? I mean, yeah. we haven't had that. We haven't had an all-star receiver go to, uh, I don't know, Seattle, right? I mean, where you got Doug Baldwin, but, I mean, uh, Doug Baldwin's uh, arguably a top fucking 15 receiver, maybe. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, you haven't had... You haven't had a guy go to a team that doesn't have another breakout guy. So. Well, I will. I will say this. I don't think there was a guy this season. Not saying that maybe in the couple seasons from now they might hit it once or twice, but like a consistent. I will give you one name. Not saying it's a lock, but I've seen enough from his pure talent, and he's gone to a team where if he shows it, he's going to be the number one. The problem is he was hurt this past season, his rookie year. Um, is Doriel Green, not Doriel Green Beckham, what am I saying? Um, sorry, um, Williams, Corey w- Williams. The receiver's name is Williams. He went to Tennessee last year. Okay. okay. He has the size. He's 6'3", six, 6'4", six, has the speed to go with that size to separate, can go up and locate the ball. All right, yeah. Um, and I was big on him coming out. Titans took him with a first-round pick. Problem was he was hurt. There was a couple games towards the end of the season where he did – kind of shows some potential, some flashes, and I just think if the offense is willing to scheme him in and he stays healthy, maybe not this year, but a year or two from now, he might be battling for borderline top five. 
Yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure it's Corey Williams, though. If it's not, it's something uh, similar. I, I'm going to tell you that you're fucking insane. Because, dude, here's the problem, right? The problem Corey is... Corey Davis. Sorry. I had to get that oh, Corey, Corey Davis. Davis. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's out of... Uh, where the fuck did he come from? Um, oh, it was a smaller school. Uh, not Purdue. No, it wasn't uh, Purdue. Fuck. Where did he come from? Hold on, hold on. Give me a second. Give me a second. It's going to come to me. Um, Western Michigan. Western Michigan. Might as well have been produced. Yeah, might as well have been produced. <laughs> Same colors. So, so no yeah, yeah. So, um, um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rockstar guy. You know, you know uh, listen, he doesn't do it because uh, he doesn't do it because he's got Marcus Mariota throwing to him. I mean, uh, listen, I'm not going to argue that. Sorry, I'm but I'm sorry. That. I'm so sorry. And it sucks, but it is what it is. Um, <clears throat> you know who else doesn't have a quarterback really throwing, not a proven quarterback, sorry, Mitch Trubisky, uh, throwing to him that is not, not rookie the past two years, but past three? Seasons? Has it been four? I think it's for four. Uh, Kevin White. Oh, for Kevin White. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's three. I think it's, it's three. three. Yeah. I mean, Kevin White. I mean, listen, coming out of college, I love Kevin White, and um, I know he's been hurt and had some nagging injuries here and there, and hasn't really got going. Um, but man, I'd love to see him in a in a stable offense. Uh, I I this as I wasn't as big on Kevin White, and I'm not saying he can't do it. He's been hurt. Proven anything? Yeah, like I agree. Said, we're yeah. going into what his fourth season, and now you got Allen Robinson there. They drafted who my pet cat wasn't Anthony Williams, and I just don't know if he's going to see the field there. He's probably going to have to prove it with a different team. Yeah, I, listen, I agree. I agree. Right, so just a quick shout out since we're wrapping up with receivers, we were talking a lot about receivers. Um, I want to give my love out there to Larry Fitz. You know, if we were doing like an all time who were still playing, yeah. he'd easily be in the oh, top no three. Oh no question, no question. I love Larry Fitz. Um, so I just had to give him a shout out because whether he's still in the top five currently or not, he's he's one of the best receivers still in the league, and he needed a shout out there. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. Right, no so, doubt. Um, Agreed. We're almost done with this episode. We're not going to try to run you too long. I hope we had some fun, but I do want to do one little thing. We've been kicking around the go. idea for a word association game, kind of. A word association. A random like oh, I'll hey, talk about this name, last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a name of All a current right. or former player, coach, a term. And I, with that, I want to gauge your reaction on how that person or whatever we're talking about makes you feel. So we're going to just try it once Ooh, here tonight. Oh, God. Here we go. We're going to give each other one name of a former or current player coach hmm. or like a play or a term or something. And I want to gauge how, you know, someone reacts. But um, I'll give you one first so you kind of get the idea, Drew. Um, okay. Let's do it. And I want to try to give you someone really random. So tell me how does. I love random. How does Carson Wentz make you feel? That's not really random. It is. Come on. Super Bowl well, champions quarterback? When do we... Uh, really? Because last time I checked, he didn't lead them and win them the Super Bowl. I got him there. You know what I mean? And I'm not taking anything away from Carson Wentz, and this is my this isn't my topic to gush about, but he's a hell of a quarterback. He's the reason they made the Carson playoffs. Carson Wentz, okay. But I want to know how so you So do I have to do... Is this like a couple words or less? No, or I can I just, just gush, go crazy? I just a small gush, good or bad, on a random player like Carson Wentz. Okay, if I had to give a two word on Carson Wentz, Your person, yep. uh, I'm gonna say uh, the future. The future, okay. Is gonna be my two words. And um, listen, here's what I love about Carson Wentz. Not do only you is love he, Carson Wentz? I, I do like him. Okay. Yes, I do like him. I think he is going to be a good, too great quarterback in the NFL. I don't think he's an out of the out of the park great. You right? don't think he's that? No, 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 I don't think he's an out of the park great. Now, now, Andrew Luck. Again, I, I wish I fucking get healthy, bro. Get back to me this season. But listen, Andrew Luck. Great quarterback, okay? Like, he's had shit, uh, totally different team when he's in the field. Great quarterback. I have a hard time saying that Carson Wentz can be a great quarterback when a backup quarterback won him the Super Bowl. 
right? I mean, I, I just have a hard time with that. I think anybody in Philly, and listen, I love Philly fans. Philly, I, I love you. I, I was cheering for you guys 100% of the way. But listen, I think you're naive if you say right now Carson Wentz, all-timer, great quarterback based on what you've seen from him, which has been basically nothing, right? I mean, you're crazy to say that to begin with. But to say that with a backup winning you a Super Bowl is nuts. Um, but here's what I love that Carson Wentz brings to Philly that no one talks about, the attitude, right? He's a humble guy. He's, he's a God-bearing man, right? He is, the, he is the humble, unsung, unspoken hero that Philly needs, okay? Because think about what Philly's used to. They're used to Terrell Owens <clears throat> talking a bunch of trash, being a loudmouth, right? They're used to then who the hell did they have? They had Deshaun Jackson. Same exact thing rolling through. Right? He's doing the same stuff. Um, crazy on the field antics, blah, blah, blah. I think Donovan McNabb not wasn't quite that guy, but wasn't you know I mean he was the franchise for Philly of course at the time, but you know I think that Carson Wentz bring that sense of humble. I think he brings the team together. I think he's an incredible leader that you just just cannot replace. That's his intangible. His intang- intangible ability is the ability for him to gain followers and be a leader to that team. And um, I think that's probably his best quality beyond just being a good quarterback. Okay. I'm not going to agree or disagree with you because that's not what the segment's about. It does not matter what I think. I'm not going to try to persuade you or dissuade you. This is how you feel about Carson Wentz. And I didn't know, and I wanted to know, which is why I used Carson Wentz. Though I do find it funny for you Philly fans that this gentleman is talking about Carson Wentz, who is arguably the MVP or an MVP consideration before he got hurt. But we'll leave it at that. That's your opinion. I want to kind of gauge how this went. So now I have to give you one? If you want, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sure, I'm down for that. So I'm going to give you a random player. Um, oh man, random player, player coach, you know, anything, football player, GM, anything. As long as I knew who the fuck you're talking about. Okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. You know who I'm going to give you? I'm going to give you a guy, I can't tell you my feeling on him first, but I know we talked about him in the last segment a little bit, and I know you're going to know who I'm talking about. Uh, I'm going to give you Ozzie Newsome. Ozzie Newsome. Okay, so. Who is he first for everybody that doesn't know? GM in Baltimore. Yes. You know what I mean? He's been there forever. This was his last draft. You know, he's retiring after this, which. I think it's a shame to go. All right, so Ozzie Newsome, I, I don't know if it's so much as a love or hate, like if I had for a player or a team, but Ozzie Newsome, I very much consider myself a front office person. When I see stuff, not always, but 95% of the time, I'm seeing it as a front office. I'm seeing it as a GM. Mm-hmm. And you could argue Ozzie Newsome is the best GM or easily a top three GM for the past decade. You know, you've oh, got yeah. to you oh, respect. Yeah. you got to respect and admire I can hear that if you argument. have that kind of mindset, what he's done. Granted, the team hasn't really done much, but I don't, that's not on him. I mean, if you take out some of the, I don't want to say one-hit wonders, right? But I would, I would consider John Schneider in, in Seattle not a one-hit wonder, right? But he hasn't had amazing drafts for the past decade. And he hasn't been there for a decade, right? No. But he hasn't had amazing drafts his tenure. Um, I would agree that Ozzie Newsom did. Yeah, I mean, Ozzie Newsom has had... I mean, the past couple have been confusing for Snyder. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they had those great couple of years finding players that made that legion of boom. But in the past couple, it's like, eh, like, or what are yeah, you yeah. really doing? It's confusing. Um, but no, Ozzie Newsome, you know, respect, admire, especially if you're into the front office and seeing things that way, building a team, stuff like that. The pieces are almost always there because Man, of Ozzie him. Newsome. It's the coaches or players not living up to that. Yeah. But I mean, even look, I mean, they went out and got Hayden Hurst. They set it up with uh, Lamar Jackson. Right before he went out trying to get them their future QB Dude, look at, look like at the that. guys that he's brought in yeah. right prior in his tenure. Joe Flacco, Ozzie Newsome, Ed Reed, Ozzie Newsome, Ray Lewis, Ozzie Newsome. Uh, I mean, Terrell Ozzie. Suggs, 
Todd Heap. I mean, some of the names that Ozzie Newsom has been responsible for bringing in, which, by the way, some of them were controversial picks, right? I mean, Todd Heap. I mean... Who the fuck was Todd Heap, right? I mean, I, no, no, he was a good player in college, but I, I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't. He didn't evolve into the Todd Heap that we knew. No. I mean, who? I mean, ridiculous. Charles Suggs, similar story. Ed Reed, similar. St- I mean, seriously, Ozzie Newsom has made so, some so phenomenal. I mean, we're talking about him drafting Halodi Nada. Yeah. On the defensive line, Halodi Marshall Nada. Yonda on the offensive oh, line. Oh man, Marshall Yonda. How you know what I mean? I forget about that. And you know, I mean, Justin Tucker, the best kicker in the league. <laughs> <laughs> like, Justin. I mean, that's Tucker. that's all Ozzie Newsom. Like so. I mad respect and love to Ozzie Newsome. It's gonna suck to see you go. Um, I, I hope the Ravens have someone prepared to take your spot because it's. I mean, even if they find someone decent, they're not gonna perform at the same level you were in that front office. The league is not as good without you. The team's not as good without you. Hopefully, we get some good GMs like you in the future. Yeah, man. No, listen. Uh, well said. Well said. Cool, that was fun. Yeah, I, I, we, we kicked some new ideas around. We went totally spitballing, and there was a couple uh and ums in there. But I think for the most part, it worked out. I had fun. I think you had fun. Yeah, it was pretty good. I'm not pretty as good. much disgruntled it. since I, I got to it. bitch about Joe Flacco and Ben Roethlisberger. So I was able to have fun the rest <laughs> yeah. of the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, um, right, Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Flacco thing, just again, on Facebook, when I saw that post, again, I mean... Fucking stop sharing it. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. Nobody cares what's going on. No one cares about the Baltimore Ravens, period. Yeah, anyway. Let alone. Like, get, rid of, get rid of that porn stash. No one cares about that. Right, right. You're not bringing in any ladies. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So, like, fucking stop it. Stop sharing this shit on my Facebook. I don't yeah, want to. I mean, anymore. the porn stash isn't helping. Just do what Big Ben oh, does frankly, and North rape someone. Right. The like, porn. The por- <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I save that for the 49th minute. That way we can't go back and redo this. Wow. Like, <laughs> shit. Oh, man. Well, he went there. Okay, that's that. Well, I got nothing else. All right, so. yeah. So we'll have another episode this weekend. We're going to try to have a special guest and make it a little bit different. We are kicking around some more ideas. We might do some more of what we did tonight. We hope you guys enjoy it. That's Get cool. in contact with us. We'd love to have you on the show, and have a good night. All right, good night, guys. Thanks.